this week's episode of How We Are The Torcast. I am Ross from RGX Media, and I'm not stood. <laughs> you did it! I knew you'd <laughs> no, do it! I purposely hesitated. Uh... Actually, obviously. <laughs> Donners. No, I am from virtual across the other side of the say, city in South Shields. But yes, I am with Michael Briggs from Michael Briggs Photography. Good evening, Michael. How are you this evening? Good evening. Uh, do you know what it is? I think this storm has just, I think, wiped us both out, like, mentally in it. Like, just, we'll talk about it at some point, but uh, just when a storm comes in, you're quite excited because you think you can get some nice pictures. But then when it rains, and not rain, lash, it doesn't half wipe you out. Like, so I'm feeling a bit flat, um, but not to the point where, like, we mentioned off air, I need another break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right when you say that. I mean, I think I'm like proper just snug and cozy right now, knowing it's like horrible conditions outside. I yeah. think about a year or so ago, I'd have been right out amongst it, trying to get whatever shots I can of this uh, storm pending or on the verge of it coming across. Because I've seen obviously a number of shots about that, but um, now the flash forward a year. I just really cannot be asked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy being snug and nice and warm, and I'm recording this alongside you. So, uh, but yeah, we'll obviously get into the uh, the pendant storm that's uh, brewing around us and what thoughts on that. But yeah, we've got a, quite a few things to catch up. It's been um, obviously our last episode was probably our record length one, mm. where we just went on and on about loads of different subjects. Um, but yeah, we'll just have a quick uh, catch up since the, um, the last one. So, what you've been up to over the past week or so? Honestly, not a lot. <laughs> like just because um, I think I don't know about you, but that podcast last week absolutely drained us. Now, to be fair, that could be because I ranted about six times and spat with dummy out about four of them ta- four of those times. <laughs> but I just a few weeks worth of the topics. I did. I I was spent. Um, not not much has happened. I was away. I was away at the weekend to see Bling One Eighty Two, um, which was just unbelievable. Like, they're a band I've followed since I was like eleven years old. So, um, that was the first album I bought. That no, no, actually no, it might be a bit. One of the albums I first bought that had swearing in. Um, so, oh nah, I was I was up there with Limp Bizkit as well, uh, when Limp Bizkit were a thing, um. So that was my weekend, and, and before that, nothing really, because Morpeth have Morpeth were away. They were, they didn't play midweek, so I haven't really been involved with Morpeth at all. Like I said before, we came on. I, I've literally since we lasted our podcast, I've not opened my laptop since it's been closed. It's the day tonight on the, t- the the night of recording was the first time I've opened my laptop in about a week, week and a half. I'll say I, I could probably spend ages talking about the likes of Blink and all that because um, they're very much my thing as well. But we could be ages going right off topic, so I'll probably say that after <laughs> we come off air. I did take pictures, if that helps. <laughs> they're not great. Good. Like, last time I saw them, I was like, what? I can't remember the actual dates. Was it like mid 2000s when they played Newcastle? Yeah, that was my first now, gig. I just kind of like sat there, watched them kind of, not so much fuming, but like just kind of worked a bit because of all the, the previous stuff they've done, like so Dude Ranch and obviously Anima and previous to that, like all the great like punk rock they've done then and then all this new shine that was coming off the self title album, I'm just like, hey, fuck this. <laughs> so I went like good like looking forward to it and kind of came away quite sour thinking, is this the freaking direction they're going down? But 
I'll, just, yeah, I'll, I'll let me rant go off off on. Um, it's your turn. Well. Hello, it's your turn. It's got nothing to do with photography, but uh, yeah, we'll, um, we'll we'll share our thoughts on that um, offline. But so you've had a bit of a quiet one, then? Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Like I, I think you're the same as well. Are you not? You feel like you just you had a bit of downtime. You were saying well, before. The only, the only um, I say downtime. The only couple of things like probably since we last spoke, going into the, after the. Last episode was going to that weekend where uh, we were playing Middlesbrough. Oh, <laughs> no. Less said about that. It's just one of them days to, I wouldn't say forget really, because I think we we were well in it the whole game. It was quite even, even side. But uh, I see, uh, we're well past it now. But for thoughts are the referee fucking ruined that game. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Like, and I mean, just like to kind of give you a, like a POV from where I was. Um, like I was at the time looking down at my laptop, like messing about corn and stuff like that. And as I looked up, I thought it was uh, Joe Bellingham who got sent off because I could see him. Like it was like, I didn't know what happened. I just heard like the roar from the crowds. This is like, oh, something fucking bad's happened. So I'm naturally thinking someone being injured or whatever. Because I'm obviously got my head buried in the, in the computer. And then I see uh, Joe Bellingham start walking off. I'm thinking, the fuck has he being sent off? And he continued walking towards the, in the touchline. But I, and I, like, again, I'm thinking, oh, fuck, well, one, I've missed the red card if it is that. Nice. <laughs> well, I'm messing about with that. And two, obviously, thinking, what the, what the hell's just happened? And then realizing, getting told on, oh, it's, uh, it's Dan Neal who's gone off. I couldn't believe that. Like, when I, I, when I, I, I was driving to Morbeth when, when the game was on. Um, and then I just remember, like, like um, they were they were talking, and then all of a sudden, like Nick Barnes was just like, "Oh, and Dan Neal's just being being sent off," and I was like thinking, "But you haven't said there was a challenge. I don't understand what's going on." And then we heard Benno like, "Oh no, this is ridiculous." You know how Benno is, and then Nick Barnes like, "Well, Dan, he, he's been sent off. Um, he's walking off the, the pitch with his arms aloof because he doesn't know what he's doing." And I was like, "Hey, what the fuck?" And then when I went, when I got to Morbeth, I was I watched the video and I thought, "What's he actually done? Like, is he?" And, and, I, and straight away, Ross, the the media manager at Morbeth, like, he's probably opened his mouth. Um, if he if he hasn't challenged, he's probably opened his gob. And the referees went, "Nah, not today, son." Because the I can get you see you you see at Morbeth, like you see even this far down in the leagues where if a player will go ref that shite, the referee will go come here, yellow card. So they're trying to stamp it out, but I do think it's a bit over the top. Like, it, unless a, a player's, like, literally in the referee's face saying, you fucking shite, that was a fucking horrible decision, I, book, get them in the card. But, oh, um, that was my TV speaker going off. <laughs> it's like something completely different from that. You can cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, in, in Morpeth's, um case, like, no, I don't think anyone deserves to be sent off for the, for what they said. Even if it's a second yellow, it's it would be a case where the referee would pull the player over and go, "Look, you can't see if you see, if you do that again, it's a second yellow card and you're off." I definitely think I'm agree with you. The referee was there; it was as an eagle trip. Like I'm gonna like if this, I don't know if you've seen the pictures where the referee's dishing the card out. He's not even making any eye contact with the player, which yeah. that pissed me off because if if, if the referee's trying to make a point. And I've seen a couple of like ex-referees on Twitter saying, I've always been taught and I always teach, you always make eye contact with the player 
just so it's a personal level, not an ego thing. It just it's just an ego thing. And when you hear what was like said, like you see like right in the half time where elbows went flying and the referee was just fucking hell. <laughs> right. When the when you see like elbows going up, um and the referee's just done nothing about it apart from his blow for half time, you're thinking, well, who's side you on, pal? Like I know there's that horrible traditional thing where the referee's been paying under the table or uh, received a bung for off the opposite side and stuff like that. But how am man? Like you you've got two it's a sort of a, a sort of derby, so there's gonna be tempers flare and it's gonna be a bit tasty. Expect challenges, but don't just dish out a card for someone saying that's a fucking foul ref and then watch someone get absolutely twatted in the face with the elbow and do nothing about it. It just the consistency is way off. And I've noticed this across the leagues, not just in Premier League, but in, in Mortworth League as well, where you, you think that you're looking at the referee going thinking where have you got that from? I, honestly, I didn't know about you. You were you were right there, so you got you in the right cesspit of it all, like so. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just like again that like confused like roar from the crowd. So obviously, like I said before, I thought it was Joe Bellingham we went off rather than Dan Neal until I got like one of the lads next to us like said, "Oh no, it's Dan Neal." went off. I'm thinking, well, like I, I'm just kind of scratching my head, going, well, "What the fuck? Oh, what's happened?" He went, "I think he just talked back to the ref." I went off. Oh, I went, you know, what I mean, like. You just touched upon it there. I mean, you said like you know, I don't, I don't class it as a derby. There's only one derby in the northeast. Yeah. And for me, I know it's still class as a high-profile game, but you'd think the refs would think you know, expect a few extra challenges in, maybe be a bit more, you know, let a few things go unless it's like a serious like you know red card. The fact he's obviously went over him clearly not like intentionally seeing a ref. However, do your fucking job. He's clearly just says, oh well, if that was, you know, what's that all about? And he's he's just again. Egomaniac made it all about him and fucking ruined the game. Less than like what a few minutes after that, um, after I managed to get, get the um, caption everything so I was like pretty prime thinking he would go into half time, and all of a sudden Tempest Flair again, um, Dan Ballard and whoever the fucking other player was for Barra starts getting all get like you know squaring up to each other and all sorts, and I'm like kind of capturing that going like. No, we hope Dan fucking swings from. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> I think he was going to go in the second half, just at least try and leave one on him. But um, yeah, that was like a melee. I'm just like, see the players. I'm thinking, well, clearly the refs fucking like caused this by sending the player off for fucking no real reason. It's obviously got the crowds back up. The players obviously aren't happy. Mm. Um, and that kind of set the tone for the second half. So you're already thinking, are you trying to then like you know, keep 10 men behind the ball and just maybe nick something or, you know, you're for a draw, essentially. I mean, at home, I like to think we give anyone a game, despite our form not being the, really the best, but you'd think that they would try and go out there, but obviously it was just like capitulation, like once the first went in, I don't know if the, um, whether the crowd would get on the backs or whether it was more aimed towards the ref. I think it was more ref um, aimed at, really. Aye. And it just kind of went on from there. And I, see, it, for me, it, it spoiled the game because... Up to that point, it was even. It was a good game with both teams really going for it. Um, a couple of challenges either side and the like. You know, it was, you know, it was, it was an already game to watch. And you think, hey, well, anyone could win. Anything. And I think it had, say, I don't know, Borough went on to win like one or two in the second half. But we give like, you know, just one of them days you can, well, we tried. It would really, we could be here all day and at the game. We could have had a blind or something. Just one of them games. But like, he really made a meal of that game. And it, didn't really tell the full story 
And I, um, I just kind of came away after I got like, you know, they've scored on the other side of the stadium. I'm like kind of looking down the lens going, fuck off. <laughs> not happy the fact I have to then take photos of the celebrations, document it. But um, yeah, it's just one of those games where you just think, oh. and after uh, full time, I'm still trying to get, um, you know, the last few images across to the agency. And by that point, obviously the stadium's pretty much empty bar the remaining Borough fans are in there. So they're right behind me, giving them the big licks, which, you know, we've done it many times now, weird days. I, I totally get it. I can't say, like, you know, it, it is, it should be on the other side of the, on the side of where you have to sit in this. But if you're that way, if you're thinking, you know, your nearest rival's in their eyes and they've just won that scoreline, you'd be giving it the fucking big in regardless. Like, so I get it. It just was a bit shy having to sit there. And, Aye, um, I bet. That 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 actually that's actually quite good for moving on like the the you know the next topic really is like it's it's just something I thought of the other day was when you you know when you're sitting there and you you're doing the the work is it quite hard to separate yourself from being a fan as well as just taking the pictures because I would imagine that beforehand um before you were at the the agency it was quite easy to just like um snap into celebratory mode for like 30 or even like a split second where you're thinking they get in and then you, you can then you can snap to join in but when it comes to the the meet the agency work do you have to be really like very conscious to what you need to be doing there in the moment when everything like kicks off yeah definitely me i'd say more so this season I've kind of had a really, not so much I would say last season, I'd go berserk and, you know, I'd try to be doing my knees sliding down the next the corner flag with the rest of the players. <laughs> Far from, but there had been a few occasions where I did kind of lose it. <laughs> It'd leave me, uh, me section and kind of walk down the advertising boards, not only just to get like more close ups of the players celebrating, but I'm like kind of jumping around as if like, I'm in that like, you know, You've got the fans, then you've got the barrier, then there's like me, and then you've got the players celebrating. So I'm kind of like in a void of like me own. I want to like celebrate with everyone, you know. Right. So <laughs> that was quite, that was happening quite a lot last season. But where this season it's more, of, I've had to like really not so much. I like I would say I have a, I have a like a bad problem with it, but I, I think I've been more calm and collected trying to get the shots because really your space is quite limited more so now because. Last season, we were on the um, the other side of the barrier, right next to the pitch. So you kind of had a lot more room if you wanted to stand up and move about, where now they've pushed the advertising boards further back, so you're having to sit behind them. So really, it's, I wouldn't say a cramp, but it's not, you don't get as much like wiggle room to manoeuvre. And obviously, if you wanted to move down, see if the players have just scored and they're running towards the corner flag, and you're kind of between the goal and the corner flag, chances are there's going to be someone to your right or left and you're not going to be able to like run past them really you're going to get um you know you're going to stay in your section where you need to be i know at um newcastle you have you get allocated like a, a section a spot and you have to basically sit there you can't get up or whatever you basically just have to sit through it yeah stand up if you want to you know stretch your legs or something but you can't then like you know run down the players they like, run along like the touchline or whatever so um, yeah, I'd say more so this season. I've kind of reeled it in um, because I think predominantly I think the the agency's 
worrying really to me was get celebrations or goals or anything across them as soon as possible. So really you want to kind of, your mind's telling you to celebrate if we've scored, but then you've got to like quickly get the shots and then Aye. start coding because again, it's a race against time because everyone else is kind of doing the same to get those shots out there live for like whoever's going to use them for whatever documents or whatever. So um, have I missed enjoyed celebration? I, in a way, because we've, you know, we've, there's been some great goals and I'm like, I, I want to be, have that feeling again, like the burst of emotion. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. And I feel as if I haven't had had it for quite a while. Um, but that could come again um, in the next week or so. So um, can all the Norwich game coming up, um, I know I've got two away games, I've got Stoke this weekend and Leicester as we recall this, but the next home game is Norwich. And um, when I put myself down for it, the agency told me that... Um, I don't know if the guy who covers Norwich or something, I don't know if he has any involvement with Norwich City Direct, so they've put him down as like a priority for this game. So you right. can't win up. I'm not sure who it is, but they've said if they, if they can get two um, approved for it, then great, because he can cover Norwich and they obviously do Sullen from that side. Um, but if not, he may get obviously the nudge ahead of me, so I might not be able to do the Norwich game, which is fine. It's no big deal. Be like an option. Oh well, I could actually go to the game with me son and sit and watch it from like the stand and have not have as much like pressure and enjoy. And obviously, if we win, it's fucking great. We can I can actually celebrate a few goals. We didn't lose to. So, um, yeah, it's I think it's a lot easier if you're not covering the team you do support. Not to say I obviously don't want to do that. I just feel like if you're obviously there for other teams, you've got more real major um, investment in it. Yeah, you're there to do a job, but you're not going to be like, you know, you're just there to do what's needed and, and then that's Whereas this season has been a bit more tough to kind of just sit there. Yeah, you want to celebrate and stuff and bang the advertising bars, I'm sitting down, but um, it's I, I do miss the whole explosion of joy. <laughs> Hi. No, I, I did figure that because it, it, it must be quite tricky to just like pull yourself out of being a fan, like like with Morbeth, I am totally not that person. Where I can, like, I'll. It's really hard when you're videoing it because like you can't join in, and I've mentioned it. Like I think the first episode we talked about, like we're booked, like we're, we're favorite ever shots, and like last minute goals are seem to be quite a bit of a a, a subject uh, that Morbeth are really good at, at the minute, with a score in the ninety something minute. Um. And I can't lose it, which I can feel for you on that one because all I want to do is just hoy the camera away and just get myself in with the boys, like and just like just start just like you know, join in and just go mental. But I can't do that. I have to like I have to get the shot first and then celebrate later. Um, and it sucks because like when you're a fan of a club, like when you when you're following Morbeth or when you're following Sunderland, all you want to do is just express that just. Like, you know that joy of when a goal goes in, whether it's the the winning goal or the only goal or um the fifth goal or whatever. You kind of just want to you don't want to miss out on it, and it's with the, if you're doing snaps, then it's quite easy because all you got to do is just like you you can try and anticipate the the goal going in, and if not, you can get the celebrations afterwards. But with video, I find it really hard to try and like really I have to really be really controlled with what I'm doing with the camera. Um. And just focus on the players, the celebrations, the goal. Most importantly, because that's that's what gets the hits. 
on social media, and um, that's what draws in all the metrics and all the all the views and stuff like that. Um, so I have to focus on that. So to yeah, I can get it. Like, I think I've, the only ever time I've been really close to just putting the camera down joining in joining in was when we're um in the FA Cup two years ago, when um. Ben Sear scored a last minute equalising header right in front of the away fans from Orpeth and I was right there. Um and I, and I still to this day kind of regret not joining in, but at the same time, that would have resulted in me getting kicked out, uh, and the club probably getting a fine. <laughs> so I'm quite glad that I actually managed just to get the shot and then once I was happy, give it the old big in the the fist pump, the get in lads and high five on a couple of the players. Um so I can get I, no, I can, I can I definitely feel you with that. Like it's 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 hard. Put that it way. is. It is definitely hard because say like again like that you only get like you know a couple of seconds of that emotion release of like you know celebrate whether it's with like family friends or random person sitting next to you, whoever it may be. You you just like it, especially if it's a great goal, great team goal, or whatever the you know it could be last minute. as you mentioned, it's just like yeah to have to sit there and like you know i wouldn't say silent because i'm obviously i'm buzzing um i know with video obviously you can't be like recording that because if you're kicking and screaming because you've just scored it's going to get picked up and ruin the feed if you sound like a fucking idiot you know so um but yeah with photos it's probably a lot easier just quickly get like, the snaps of the players of like celebrating um because i know um following that obviously after that like that result against borough it was just like one of them like bad days at the office. I mean, for me, like everything kind of went fine on the day, bar the result, really. So I was just kind of like, you know, you just come away like deflated, um, left the ground. I, I knew that um, the under twenty ones were going to be playing up Appleton um, on the following like a few days later on the Monday night against Peterborough. And I thought, oh well, you know, the chance of maybe the players who didn't feature in that might be playing there. Um, so I went up there again just because I was saying, oh, I can get shots of myself up there um, and it was great those the lads um one two one um a great last minute winner um it was probably out ellis taylor got, scored a class free kick and obviously you know <laughs> i sent him the photographs after the free kick after and he ran down the other side of the like the opposite side of the corner oh. so when i got the fours I, I was like you ran the wrong side man and we we're trying a bit back and forth on there um Laughing about it, so like next time, like if you're gonna if you're gonna celebrate, just look out for us. I like run directly towards the camera. I'll get your celebration shots. Um, but yeah, it was like a last minute winner. Um, like whipped in, again a free kick in the last few moments, and uh, say that the goal was just it was a brilliant. I don't know, it was like a diving header or something. Um, but Henry Fieldson, one of the the youth team players, um, got on it. And um, I don't know if he realised I was there, but he kind of just, the players ran off celebrating and he'd like slid on his knees right in front of us, um, which was great. Like, I, it was like a, like a base, like a burst shot of him just like running from like the goal uh, and slide. Obviously, the players dove on top of him. It was raining, it was soaking, you know. So it's kind of like those visuals of like, you know, that emotion was just like brilliant to see. Um, all right, it's not like the same as like, like, the, the, like a championship game sort of thing, but yeah. still, like you know, the reserve team that they're doing the bit, um, with a great win from that one, it's kind of like brought that feeling after like which like dejection on Saturday, but a bit more of an uplift. Um, leaving the Monday night with like a few uh, great celebration shots, so and that was pretty much it, mate. And it's been kind of um quiet now because you know, we've had the national break, thank god, it's over normal football this weekend, and then 
Yeah, just go see where I go from there, really. So if you were working the international week, I'd be like more interested because it's like, well, I've got a mate who's doing work there, so I'm interested to see what he does. I lost count how many times people asked me like at work and outside of work, like, are you watching the England games? I'm like, nah. <laughs> like, I've got no interest in the England games whatsoever. I don't, I don't have any interest in the England games unless it's a major championship because for me, that's when it counts. Do you know, like, the qualifying's easy, like, unless, you know, we're shit, like, we were, like, like 2008 kind of stuff. But um, I'm just not interested. Like, I, I'm just not interested. Um... I know and exactly it, what you mean, yeah. I think because it, it, it usually tend to piss the qualifiers most of the time anyway. And it's only when it comes to crunch where you've got like, to talk of like, a big tournament that kind of me and our own season's finished and you think, right, I'm going to keep myself occupied for the next few months. Oh, we've got a, you know, nation's tournament. You know, you've, you've got a few weeks to kill over the summer. So you've got something to look forward to in those like, great months. Um, qualifying for him, again, I'm not really as like sight friendly it's always like if, if it's on there's nothing else to do then i'll just chuck it on in the background um the only kind of thing recently that's kind of made us like watch them a few more times is probably the performances of jude bellingham really yeah like how, how fucking brilliant he is um and just for his age and what he's doing at real madrid and obviously in the england so he's just kind of letting players where you're not really as asked about the rest of the squad or whatever but he's just one of the players you just think you know i just want to kind of watching like like position wise what he's doing off the ball all those little things it's just like he's been a real joy to watch that's mm. kind of the only kind of pull i've had to watch any of the england stuff recently um but like with saying that i'm kind of like when when they come around like the two-week break i'm just like oh, okay my days back down to <laughs> back down to like the real stuff you know i know what you mean i know exactly what you mean where it's like a like there's a the, you know it's a couple of people at work keep reminding us like oh i can't believe the premier league season are back until like whenever i'm like thanks for reminding us like do you know what i mean like like it's bad enough that i've not had a chance to watch the non-league football with more with because they've been away it's bad enough it's the fact that i've not been able to have like a match of the day because that's my little thing to go to when it's night time like i don't watch all of match of the day when i'm editing so i'll be I'll make me me set up normally is on the night time is um, when the game's finished, at, and if it's a, a goal and we win, um, the 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 run time for for afterwards, post match, that's what I'm trying to get to. I got lost in my words there. Is interview the ga the gaffer and the player, upload those videos and edit, not edit them, but like just chop the top and tail off, um, get them up to YouTube, um, upload the thumbnails, upload a couple of pictures to Ross so he's got them for the paper, um. And then clip a goal for vertical and um, landscape um, for for socials. And then when I come home, I tend to edit the pictures properly at night, so I'll start them. And then what I'll do is sometimes if it's a, like if I'm on a roll or if I'm in the zone, like I'll pop match the day on. Whereas even though I've not touched my laptop in a week, um, I haven't really missed that routine. So Saturday is going to be interesting. Um, because we're, we're playing Macclesfield, which if you're listening and you're, you're well aware of who Macclesfield are, a certain former Welsh Blackburn player owns them in the name of Robbie Savage. So um, I'm not anticipating him being there because he does 606 unless he brings his entire gaff with him uh, for with mics and stuff. So I can't see him being there. Uh, but if he is, it'd be quite interesting to snap. I, I won't bother him. Um, unless he's free, I'm I'm really not that kind of person. 
who has to grab a selfie with someone because they're famous. Um, I always like to have a conversation with the person because at the end of the day, they're human. Um, I like to have a chin wag, and then if I feel it's appropriate, I'll go. Do you mind if I have a picture? Um, so if he's there, I, I might grab one. If not, I, if I get a, ch a chat with him, which I can't see happening, um, yeah, it'd be great. But it'd be nice to get that routine of like coming home and and having matched the day on, and not have to worry about who gives a shit about England. And um, like I just, I, I just. I haven't. I, ha I don't watch the England games, and it's it's not. It's not because I'm not a fan. I, I you know I follow England. Um, like I said, during the major championships, when everything, when it's a bit more, when it means more, and there's a lot on the line. But during the championships, and I can remember years ago before, like they, were, they had the Nations League, it was like international friendlies, and I thought, what is the fucking point of these? Like, yeah, like the, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like like two weeks off and it'll be like England versus fucking I don't know Switzerland or something and it means fuck all and I'm like I don't know the, the, the week after they'll have like a proper qualifier or something I'm just like I'll be, be at Wembley the crowds cannot be arsed full of tourists and I just it's when I'm like oh a happy vibe we'll go to see England play take the kids which was you know that's fine yeah like when you're thinking fuck it's even more worse to see if we've if we come off like a back of a win yeah, oh, yeah, God, yeah. That momentum, and then that comes, and you think, oh, for fuck's sake, like, and end up playing, you know, you'll stick with Calvin Phillips in the middle or something, you just think, oh, fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a proper buzzkill. That's why most people are just like, oh, can we just, like, yeah. Like, I don't know if it makes us, like, fair with the England fans or something, because I'm the same. I always look forward to, like, the summer tournaments, because it's just, like, a game... Uh, good weather and you know i get a chance to be out with the lads have a few beers and all that type of stuff mm. and it's it just like while it's like seeing now like october raining you're just like oh god i know uh, i mean the lap the previous national break when it i think it was after the qbr game when it was like good momentum i think it was the qbr game if i'm wrong and fair enough i'm sure the last one prior to this one we went on a win so you're obviously in a high thing oh, fuck, see, could do without this but now the back of going into off the back of the Burrow game, it was just like, well, Aye. try and get a few more of our uh, players coming back. There's obviously a few, took a few knocks off the National Week. So, again, I suppose this weekend against Stoke, it's going to be just a case of whoever comes in. Hopefully, um, we'll get a result down there. Hopefully. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, but then it's another National Break next month. It's like three months of National Breaks. I can't be ring. I just, <laughs> I just, I just can't. Like, I, I, like, because there's nothing for us to do, like, as photographers and videographers, apart from myself doing Morper stuff. But if Morper thought away and it's too far away, I don't go to those games anymore. So, what do I do? Do I do I go to another non-league club and just do them a favour or just get myself out? Which, you know, I'm more than happy to do. Um, But then again, you've mentioned the weather's crap at the minute. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll come up to the next topic um, with Stone Babette or Bebet or whatever it's called. Um... And it just puts you off, so you kind of just sit and think, well, what the fuck can I do? Like, I'm bored. Like, I, but, but, I remember was a period when you and me both were making graphics, like, for, for on Photoshop, and like, I haven't even done a graphic for God knows how long. Um, from what I say, I think the last one you've done was for the Ryder Cup. I think so, I, I that, that's the last time I think I did one, if that. So it's just a case of, like, trying to find something to do and... If if I can find something to do, then great. And if not, then sit on my hands and, and do nothing. Like that, that's that, that's all I've done at the like, well, apart from this weekend. But like the the first international break, 
Um, but no, yeah, it, it was just... I'm just, again, I'm just not a fan. People might fight different. I mean, I would imagine if you're a photographer or if you work at England, then it's a totally different kettle of fish because you're... You're there to to do some do some work, do your job. If you're part of the, the agency that runs with papers, um, again, it's it's part and parcel of of your job. So, unless it's that front, um, then yeah, it's great because you can you know you you go down, you've got stuff to do, and I'd imagine you get you're kind of not watching the match as a fan, so to speak. You're kind of watching it as a professional, thinking, well, where's the tackles? Where's the the chances where's you know Jude like Jude at the minute he's the he's the talking point them right now for England so how many pitches can I get of of Jude in in action and um, I'm just thankful that this one's over so we can enjoy at least two more weeks of football before we go back into another international break. Um, hopefully, I, I think this is around the time we're more with her at home, so I think we could get we might be able to get you along if you're not working. Um, yeah, man, I need to send. So I need to send you fixtures. To be fair, I've been going backwards and forwards about this, and I've just been too lazy and not sent you any fixtures. So that's on me to do list. See, so, like I think if like if it goes into like a weekend where, say, uh, like for example, I know some of the next two games you've got Stoke and Leicester, both away weird ones this weekend, ones on Tuesday coming. I think. So like, if it's going into a weekend like say that where I've got literally nothing planned, that'll be like ideal because mm. like, like the segue going into. Like the next topic, mate, is like, like obviously this pendant storm call, which was touched on at the beginning of the um, of the show. Mm-hmm. Like driving home from work, and I've been like pissing down, miserable most of this day. But it was kind of like you know, I'm driving home, and I'm like kind of just you know, I've rain stopping off the window, and I'm like thinking, I've got a free night, and I know, you know, no, we're going to be recording this, but it was one of those like, you know, it was only the other week where you're getting like a nice sunset, it was nice weather, it was alright. Mm. I'm looking now thinking. I can't even if I wanted to fly the drone, I can't. Obviously yeah. Flashing. Yeah. And if I really wanted to go out with um with the, with just like a I don't know, street stuff or do a long exposure or whatever, uh, I just have like zero drive where I know people who do the storm chasing, um, whether they either head down to a particular point of interest, usually a lighthouse is good for all the waves clashing across it. Um it's that time to kind of you know, you're going to use that weak, small window of how long the storm's going to be and whether you can get to a particular point where you're not going to get <laughs> absolutely twatted by the wind and the oh. rain. If you want to see it out, you can get some, like, you know, some unreal shots, especially with the waves clashing and, yeah. you know, if you get some really moody skies or whatever. It's it's one of those worth going out for because I can imagine you can get some, like, you know, they often do come round. Yeah, we'll get rain, but it's not often we'll get, like, battering winds as much as you know, you'd think yeah. you know, on the coastline. So it's it's worth getting out if you. Ha- it's one of the things if you if you've done it before, and you like it's your thing. If you like doing that all the time, then you have more power to you. If it's one of those, if you haven't done it yet, it's probably still worth on the bucket list to go out and just do it, just to see you've got some shots of it. Because um, it might be that that thing it could be a niche. You might think, oh, I'm going to do this a lot more, or yeah. it could be like a, a one and done thing. Um, so my perspective is I'm happy being on the inside of the walls this <laughs> the next deal. So I've got no drive to it, but obviously, if um, if that's something you want to do, make it more power to you, and I'll just say uh, wrap up. <laughs> I that that's that's the goal. Like I definitely I, I keep seeing them, and I, I tried it only once, and it was the really pathetic pathetic waves. Um, when I went to see him, because I went to go and take the pictures of the the Tommy statue. 
Um, and this was like not long after the second or uh, might have been the first or second lockdown. And, you know, when you were unsure whether if you could go out as far as you could. And I was just like, uh, I don't know. Cause rebel. I, if you went rear, you catch rebel. I was like, I don't know what, what to do. Like, is it too far? Like, um, I did it anyways. Um, and it was outside, so don't sue us. Like, it was outside. So, do you know what I mean? If it was, if I went to see him to go and visit, like, family, I come at us, but it was literally outside for everything. Um, and I went to get, and I didn't... Disclosing this now a few years later off. Aye, when I, get a knock, when I get a knock on the door from the from the police, say, during the year 2020, in around September time, was it true that you took a guard trip to see a beat? Yes, officer. I think that's 25 to life, aren't I? I think I am. You're going to have to find a new co-host, yeah, like at this rate. I'll do it from prison once every six months. I will be Sam stood next to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking uh, yeah. We'll both stood behind uh, bars recording you. Uh, welcome to the uh, the bar special, uh, behind bars special of uh, how we had the podcast now. But I, those waves I got were pathetic and I, I, I'm very envious of people who have the time to just go out and do it during the day. Like, I can't do it. Like, unless I have a day off, I just can't go out, willingly go out and just be like, I'm going to sack off work because... Um, one, I need, I need the money, and and two, I don't, I like working at the minute, so um, I don't want to jeopardize a good job when, um, over a, a picture where I can probably get a hundred times in my lifetime between now and by the time I can't barely walk, um, so I'm, I'm gonna try tomorrow because apparently that's when it peaks, so or Friday, depending on when it comes out, um, so. Hopefully I can get a, a shot at least because um, I finish at three on a Friday. So it's nice just to try and just drive to the coast afterwards and just and get it done. Um, and, and hopefully I can get that shot and it might come into the calendar. It might not. I, I might put it across my socials because uh, at the minute the social stuff is starting to dry up a little bit because I haven't been out. So I'm literally just like grasping at, at straws with content. So if I can get stuff with the storm... Um, I'll be really happy because that's the kind of pictures I really love to see on social, like just the impactful, dark, moody, crashing of waves where you can just tell it's like, you can just, you can hear the photo, if you know what I mean, like you can hear the yeah. sounds of the sea, you can hear the the boom of the of the waves hitting against the stone and stuff like that. And I just want to, I want to be a part of that. I want, I, want, I want a bit of that to be fair, like, um, no, I guess if you, if you do, if you do, Gary, if you hopefully the conditions where there might be a bit of, break in the clouds if it's going to be really cloudy you might get some like you know going now it's getting like darker much earlier now you might if you're running about say five six o'clock if there's a gap in the sun where i could kind of highlight where you are you might get that lovely like golden light coming through where it might ignite obviously the the waves crashing as well so you, you might get again just something really dramatic but you'll get like quality light and fruit so yeah you're right in saying like you only get a small window we don't get many storms Often over a course of a year period, there's only like usually one or two, unless we have like a really bad, like bad chance of it. But it is one of those things if you can persevere and you know, it's, it's a case of trying to get your tripod and keeping a balance if you're using a bigger lens or whatever just to get these shots. But um, you'll know when you've got it, you'll just be like, Oh, it's a fucking banger! Like, you just kind of wait to get home and get in the zone of um, editing. So, yeah, if that's your plan for the moment, then grab it with both hands and hopefully you'll get it. Uh, few keeps off the back of it. I'm going to try, but it, it's 
I don't know if anyone listening to this has done it before. Like it, I think for me, it's I want to get there and get the right settings. I know that last week you mentioned the app Bear Photo Pills, which I bought and downloaded. Um, following um, a little chat, so having that's going to be quite useful. Um, but for me, it's I, I like to get there and get worn up a little bit. I don't know about you. I like to, if it's something new that I've not really done before. I want to get down there and just have a chance of like 10, 15 minutes of just getting like dialed in um and i'd imagine that's the case for anyone doing video stuff and, and photography stuff where you need like a well not so much video stuff i think more photography stuff you need a bit of time to just like get into you know familiarize yourself with where you are so if it's like in a weird ground that you have been to before you have a look around to see potentially where can i start and finish for the first half and start and finish for the second half so for me if it's in a weird ground i like to start where more with are shooting at um and start from basically uh, opposite like the the stand a stand opposite to where the the benches are and i like to make my way around towards the benches so behind the back they're going like a like a bigger u-shape that's a kind of that's a kind of plan i like to have when i shoot somewhere i'm not familiar with and just try and get different angles but for storm stuff like this i, I you know i i i'd imagine that you've got to be quite dark with with the settings like not enough to just completely black out your your pictures but like just just to try and introduce a bit of tone, so like you know a high f stop, and um, I would imagine you have to be quite a high shutter speed because of the detail of the waves. But um, your ISO maybe a little bit lower than normal. Um, those are the things I try and experiment on, and, and storm stuff's quite a a niche area because it, you mentioned it with both ends. It doesn't happen a lot these kind of things, so it's it's trying to take advantage of it and not just like panic snap. Where you just like get the camera and put in a setting where you think's best and leave yourself little to no time before the waves settle or the light disappears. Um, and then when you go back to edit and everything's just like either out of focus or it's just not enough detail or you've missed a, you know, you've been out of a, a wave that's crashed by about half a second. And I, I'm going to, I'm, I'm definitely going to use four pills just to try and give us a bit of an, an idea of, um, of, of what I can do and, 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 and get a bit of guidance because I think with that, that app's quite useful for like, it gives you a lovely little option of just picking different things to have for different scenarios, which for me is a good starting point, especially if uh, if I've never taken that kind of picture before. So I don't know what your thoughts on it, on, on Ross, on, on, you know, when it comes to storms and, and just not just storms in general, but like, just taking a picture that you've never really taken a picture of for the first time and dining in. Yeah, you've got bang on there, mate. Like, like I say, for me, I'm always kind of like, again, I can't speak for everyone, but for me, I, I don't just like pick the camera up and then start just pressing, you know, the shutter and just go nuts. I need to kind of, it's like, it's kind of like as if you would like do like, you know, for football, you need, you need to be warmed up. You need to kind of just get, like, I, I don't know many who like just all of a sudden pick your camera and go, right, snap, snap, that's me, done, right, see you later. It's always like kind of taking a step back, using your own eyes and looking around, like, what, do I need to be low here? Can I get any higher? Like, you're trying to use your surroundings to see, like, what will actually look good, try from a different angle, different approach, and you kind of, just to get a bit of a, did you see, a 10, 15 minutes or so to warm up, and then you'll start getting in the groove thinking, all right, I need to move. It's not clearly not working here. I'm not happy with the composition. So it's worth it. You see, if you're going to get out, just you, if you plan on being out for a couple of hours, obviously ideally get there as soon as you can so you can suss out your surroundings, know where you need to be, do a few test shots, see where it's coming back. And then, because again, if, if the storm's going to be kind of 
on for a while, you can pinpoint where you need to be and do a few test shots of some of the waves hitting and then get yourself like set up properly if you can right i'm just going to sit here ready if you i mean do you use like a remote shutter or do you do it wirelessly or no i just do it um i just set the camera on like a two second stop gap and then go ah. like, i should have a wireless or a remote just to make things a little bit easier um but i've never need i've never really in all the years i've been doing this i've never had i've never been out long enough or done something long enough to warrant to get a remote other than a, a couple of nighttime photography stuff but at the same yeah. time i've been quite happy with what i've taken so whether it's a like something came my memories not long ago where i got like a, a good picture of um a building in focus and then some star trails going on behind us um behind the, the castle which was quite nice so I, for me, I, I like just I like just to do it freehand. Where I've just got there and then, where it's two seconds, let the camera settle, and then hopefully get the picture. Do you do like say the two second interval and just take one shot, or are you like setting it to take like a number of shots after the two second? Just the one, um, just the one, just the one because I th uh, I should really have the remote to set it away and take like say ten, just so I've got a good selection there or. I could merge them all together and make like one beautiful like little like it for instance. Does it give you the option from like the two seconds? I know on the R seven, I had it on the seven on the seven D at the time. I know I know if it was the seven D or the ninety D, I had be blue free. But I know next to the two second interval, there's another one that says two seconds. Actually, I think it's like a ten second countdown. Sorry, but it gives you the option of taking one shot or up to ten. <laughs> so it's kind of yeah, you wait a bit longer. But it'll count down from ten, and obviously, if you're taking like, if you want to take five shots, it'll do like five burst shots, depending on how fast the shutter speed is. Yeah. Rather than you haven't, if you haven't, see if you haven't got access to like a remote shutter or anything. But if you've only got, you know, the two, it's a case of just kind of watching the sea, I suppose, and then judging it when it's gonna twat the side near the lighthouse or a rock or anything like that. I suppose you've got to kind of just go with there. But yeah, I think if you're going down early enough, mate, it's just again just getting in the zone, getting warmed up, and then having the freedom from a distance to see when it's going to likely to hit because again that's if you count down from two you know you're fighting the elements if you if it's shaky or whatever if you get that one shot where the waves go really high and you've got that you'll be able to move oh yeah you'll, you'll just know you'll know you've got a got oh a yeah shot. you know you've got a banger like that that's the thing for me is um for i'm sure that i'm sure i've used that setting before on the camera where you you, you have the countdown it takes a number of shots um, I'm sure I've got that on on this camera, you know. So if I do get the camera out, I'll take a look to see that kind of setting. But I think for me, it's um, I think it's for like for for waves, it has to be you have to be like eye on eye of the tiger kind of eye of the tiger, eye on the prize kind of thing where you've just got. To, I think you've got to freehand it. Um, where you've just got to either just stand and just focus on the pier, the lighthouse, and just anticipate it. Um, because I think if you if you've got like a camera like ours where you can just rattle off a number of pictures, um, quite high, you've got like one in however many pictures chance of getting that one picture that's just spot on, and the rest are either out of focus by a touch or they're just not quite uh good, not quite there for peaking as a wave. So I'll take a look at it, but for me, that's that's definitely one of the things I'd love to do. Like it and and. and it is a, a really shit kind of environment to be in because it's either going to be cold, you're going to get battered, it, it, rattling up's key, so I've got my waterproofs ready to go, 
Um, I've just got to remember to take them with us because I'll be going straight after work. So I'll be driving straight from work to the coast um, to just see what it's like. Even if it's raining, I'll find a bit of shelter, I'll find a bit of cover, and I'll just stand and just wait um, and and just see what happens, really. And, and if, I, if I get it, great. If I don't, then I'm just waiting for the next storm, I suppose. But... Um, yeah, I, I gave it a go. What's the worst that could happen? That's the thing. I, mean, I think when I, I did that one quite a while back down the seafront, um, it was funny to see everyone kind of walking on a tilt <laughs> because <laughs> of how bad the, the wind was. And obviously then I was just trying to walk back to the car with like your tripod and everything, like walking into the wind. Because I think it wasn't so much like the rain or so, it was just like it was so freaking windy. Um and then obviously on the course, you don't want to get twatted with it. So it was just like saying like no one else was around bar like a handful of photographers and just like struggling with the gear and all sorts. So I think if you can at least come away when you jump back in the car, you, you take that deep breath thinking, Jesus freaking, what was all that about? Aye. But if you can get back and get the shot, it'll be worth it. Like, as I say, it's one of them things where I suppose the environment will test you, like your resolve, your... I suppose the mental aspect of thinking, like, what, what am I doing? Hi. <laughs> what am I doing? I risking like potential injury here just to get a photograph to document. But I suppose when you do get the shot you're happy with, you can always look back and like think it's like you know to other people, yeah, it's a, it could be a brilliant shot. But I suppose you've got that story of like you know yeah. you push yourself to get out in the elements and the carry on that comes with it, and you know, like I said, to some people that could be like the niche thing they might think, oh, that was really enjoy that despite it being like you know bad weather like i really want to get out and do that again next time it comes around so yeah i'm hoping you'll send us a text tomorrow night to say i got it or like, i'll be like oh, waste of all another text in that we had a waste of fucking time that was <laughs> <laughs> I, just, well, I hope you don't have as bad luck as i do i'm just gonna say oh i'm gonna get there and the waves are as flat as a fart like just like yeah. what the fuck is this ah oh, honestly yeah god but I think that's a nice little topic to to point to move on from is, obviously as the storms coming in, it it, it shouldn't really affect you per se. But like you know, there'll be uh, non-league football photographers and even your league one or twos to be fair. But the weather can have a knock-on effect on those games. And I don't know, have you ever been part of a of a situation where you've you've went to go take pictures and the clubs went, it's postponed. Unfortunately, we, we can't do it. And, have you ever like had a? How have you coped with with things like that? I don't know if I, honestly, I can't think off the top of my head, mate. Where, Useless. <laughs> yeah. Well, like if it has been cancelled because of like purely the weather, honestly, I, I, I'm really struggling to think. Maybe if, I can only think maybe if the stuff I haven't like before I even picked up a camera, maybe as well in the past. But in terms of anything more over the last year or so, um. I know sometimes when you're looking forward to a game, you're going and you want to get out there. If you know you want to get right amongst it but I think sometimes where if it's like this like I'm saying it as a blessing because I'm already like if I knew like say this was going to happen this would be like say, say if someone were playing this weekend at home and the storm was around I'd be like oh, I cannot be asked uh, <laughs> <laughs> to sit there through it um, so I know sometimes it can be a blessing that way but then the flip side is if you're really itching to get out and you've been looking forward to get back and then this just puts the brakes on it it can't be like, you know, you feel the frustration, you want to be like, you know, the, the excitement of it and, and obviously the elements puts it off. So, 
I'm, I'm guessing obviously there, there, there's more risk to that, like the further down the leagues you go, because not just getting like you know damage to the stadium or surroundings. You're going to get like potential waterlogged pitches. You're going to have, you know, you might not get one game cancelled. Could cancel two or three off the bell because of you know depending on which club you're at. They may not have the facilities like for drainage, good drainage, anything like that. It, it can have a, a real knock on effect. And like, I'm just saying, like for example, I don't know if. if you know, you can correct me here, but like, say if, if Morpeth will have like say three games off the bell cancelled because of like the last effects of this, you know, it's going to put you like your plans out of kilter for like a few weeks. And if you're saying like you're not really as fussed about doing anything like landscape or something, it's going to kind of leave you a bit of like that like question mark period thing. Like, what, what would I do now? You know? Yeah, no, it it definitely has been before Morpeth got the new pitch. There were we will there was a. We were well known if any kind of rain happened, the game was going to be called off because there'd be a, there'd be sections of that pitch where it was just it was just unplayable. Mm. And when um, was it when we had Storm Emma, um, when it was just constantly snowing all the time, um, there was just no games for like a month, like two like like month two months, because it was the pitch just wasn't accessible. And when it did get accessible, it'd be either frozen. Or it was just heavily waterlogged because of the snow that would melt. Yeah. There's been a number of times where I've got to, um, like when I have to do the graphics, I have to literally like make the graphic, post the graphic, and then two hours later put another graphic out that says postponed. Um, because there's been a couple of times where there's been very, 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 very last minute um, calls where um, I can remember when it was, it was actually last year to be fair. When and not long I had the drone, um, I thought I might give it a test. I think it was like November, December time, and I thought like no way could any kind of this kind of pitch get frozen. Not a chance. No way. If it does get frozen, it would defrost very quickly. But then when I got there, and I think it was, uh, I think it was Warrington. So they've been traveling Warrington or Lancaster, and they've been traveling for a good three or four hours. You've got to think this. Like, and they got there, and then the referee comes up and went, aye, game's off, lads. And I literally got there at 2 o'clock, and I'm thinking, you're fucking joking. Like, <laughs> like I'm, I've been there, like, just rocked up, right to go. They've been on the road for four, maybe four and a half hours, and they get told, right, lads, you got to drive back for maybe for five hours because the game's off. Um, that does throw a massive spanner in the works because I've driven from South Shields right through to Morpeth to then be told, right, you, 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 there's nothing for you to do here. So I literally have to turn around and come back home. So that's an hour That's an hour gone I've lost and in, in not just my time but fuel. Um, and I wasn't angry at the club. Um, it was, you know, these things happened, but I was a bit stressed out with the admin side of it because I've got nothing to do with the admin. I felt bad for the admin who had to like, negotiate what is there a meet in the middle do I have to pay for the fuel for the opposing team do I still have to pay for the refs how what what, what do we do um I don't know how that stuff works and quite frankly I don't want to because it sounds like a, a logistical mess and uh, with stuff like that in fair play to the secretaries that have to deal with stuff like that in non-league clubs but there's, yeah there's been loads of games and it does it does put a dampener on you on your weekend because you know you've like if you're a sports fan, um, or if you're just a fan of like say TV, you know you've you've been waiting for this to come around. Well, not even just not, not much TV to be fair, 
But like you've for sport, we've been waiting for this for all week. You've had like maybe you've had a good week or a bad week, or you just need a break from work or just life. And that one three o'clock fixture can just just totally pull you out of your life for for two hours where you can just be free, creative, do what you want, express yourself, and you know whether you're telling the referee to fuck off, he's a wanker, or telling um some player that they're they're a cock. Um, and give them the old like two fingers or if you're one of those fans that go points at another fan and says you outside now I'll have you come on that kind of fan I whatever um, but when that get when you get told that's not happening today lads or ladies um, I it just put it down on your weekend you kind of feel a bit lost and you have to try and find something to do which it's quite tough to do to, to find at the last minute like it's a bit like for me on my own where um you know I, I i don't have a partner so i, I can't just be like oh should we just go and do this walk since we're quite close by or let's go for a shopping trip i can't i, I, I can but i don't want to on my own like it's not a thing to be like oh i can't be bollocks i'm on my own it's like well i just I, 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 my, my sights were set on taking pictures and making videos and being creative yeah. and now it's that's a, gone a when you're saying that you're getting like yeah you know your, your mind's focusing around going, I'm looking forward to being there, getting stuff done and stuff, and then all of a sudden you get, like, the rug pulled from underneath you. You might have, like, one eye and knowing that, oh, the conditions are not good here. It could be, like, high chance it could be called off. But I think when you, you know, you, get, you travel all the way through there, then you get told, oh, fuck, I mean, it is. It, 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 like, not just, like, obviously, a photographer, it's like, I suppose, for everyone who's there, because, you know, you're there to all the preparation that's gone into it, then it's just like, nah, it's not happening. It, it does kind of, um, it kills the buzz big style. And I say, I think unless you've got anything else to kind of plan as a backup, you know, your, your mind's telling you you still want to be there doing that, but then you have to just accept the realities that you kind of, it's not going to happen. It, mm. it, it can um, kill your mood a bit. Yeah, it does. And it's a, it really is a shame because, you, you, yeah, you just, like I mentioned, you're lost. So you, and then you got to wait until next weekend to to get that fixed. And, and luckily with me in non-league and sometimes yourself, um, you don't have to wait too long because sometimes there could be a game Saturday and a game Tuesday or a game Saturday and a game Monday. So sometimes you might get away with it. But other times if we're in that part of the, se- that of the, of the season or of the year where you know the chances are even higher of games being postponed. Like I've seen a, a few photographers... On Twitter, who have like have been quite upset that the game's not on, um, and people might think it's an overreaction. It's not an overreaction. Like you got to put yourself in their shoes. Like they, they live and breathe for for sport, myself included. And if that's taken away for a day and you've got nothing to fall back on, then it does knock you for six a little bit because you've just got to try and deal with not having a a sports fix. And yeah, I mean, I, I've got I can sit and read, which I don't mind doing, and, and or I can sit and try and make a graphic, which again I don't mind doing. Um, but it it, it 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 doesn't scratch that itch of, of being out and seeing football or sport live and getting to be involved with it. Yeah, too. I mean, I, I think if, I, I suppose if you get told like well early in advance before, if you had to set off that the game's it's gonna be off, then that's like great because it saves you the travel. So at least you know, oh well, I've not known well in advance here. I'm not having to travel everywhere. I can only imagine if I say like you know. Let's just say, for example, if if Sullen play, I don't know whoever it is close by. Let's just say Rotherham, 
and they decide, you know, bad weather, and you, if I get the away gig, travel all the way down, and then you get told, oh, it's been cancelled, like 11th hour. You've done like, you know, two and a half hours. It's not that bad in the grand scheme, thing, but still it's like, you know, you've, you've travelled all the way down, and you have to travel all the way back, and it, it, it's just these things, it, it, you know, and especially in the sports side of things, like, it, it will, like, really knock you, because you just think, oh, why am I fucking, like, bothering you know right <laughs> like it really will test strike you whether you want to kind of keep our it or you know that's like that's one game but i suppose you know when you're going to winter months and depending on which where you which teams you're going to go to which grounds or whatever like if this happens like multiple times in a short period you really will question thinking like fuck i, I can't be tuned with this i don't need the fucking the, the grief <laughs> i i know what you mean and it, it, yeah and it just it's just that you've got. It's easy to say, but you've just got to find something that'll take your mind off of things. Whether it's just going for a walk, whether it's just going to a park nearby and just grabbing some like, um, park photography, some random photography, or going to a street nearby or a town nearby. If it's an away game, go and explore. I think for me that if I was to go to a away game and get there and got told it's called off, the first thing I would do is I wouldn't be driving straight back. I'd make a day of it, depending on where it is. I'd, I'd go find a local town. Um, or drive somewhere that's, that's fairly big, get popped up, get out with a camera, and just, and just, um, that sounds quite posh, like camera, Jesus, like, count with the camera, and just, make a day of it, really, um, but if I'm up with it, if it gets called off, it, I'm not too, too disheartened these days, I, I am good, but I know deep down, that there's a very, very, very high chance it will not get called off, unless it's, battered with snow and frost and if it does get called off i can just head up somewhere in northumberland and just get the drone going or get the like the camera out and and i like or, or just come back home and have like a cup of tea and just have a biscuit and just watch football there or watch you know sort of saturday or something like that you know so um it, it, it is a downer and it, it is shit but it, when you've been doing it as long as i have you kind of anticipate like you, you kind of have a backup plan these days or you try and have a backup plan um to, to fall back on when if and when a game gets called off because it, it, it unfortunately this is the crap part of the year or the season um where it you know the, the pitches are absolutely ruined um i saw that at bamba bridge where the pitch was just it was borderline um bog fest nearly whereas you couldn't see the puddles you couldn't see the surface water but when you saw the players warm, warm up on it you could see their feet give way and it was very like soft underfoot um, and he had the players going, I'm going to have to change the studs. I can't wear blades and what have you. Um, so there's going to be pitches like that. And there's going to be games called off, unfortunately. But long as clubs have something to fall back on and they have a financial backing, um, they're fine because I know that some clubs um, may or may not kind of rely on match days to, to survive week to week, month to month. So hopefully they have some kind of like backup plan where they're thinking, right, this is the time of the year where we need to put money aside um, as a little pot just in case. So hopefully that, that could be something they can fall back on it. But it is a, it is a dampener. It literally is a dampener of your, of your weekend. But if you know, if you can cope with it, um, like I can't, I've learned to cope with it, then then fine. It, it, it can be a weekend of what you want, but it just sucks that you just lose that that live sport element. Yeah, I mean, as I say, well, um, now that obviously we're going into the, the worst conditions and we'll have to see how it goes uh, after the weekend. I suppose the next catch-up on our next episode will be um, how 
how you found the storm, um, and whether there was here from Morpeth. I mean, the who the plane? He says, was it was it Macclesfield? Macclesfield, yeah. So if you, um, it's Robbie Savage's team that he's bought. So he, you might have seen the documentary. Or he might have he might have mentioned it um, on his source and stuff like that. Where so that, that's that's the weekend for me. Um, uh, I just I just get down there, do my thing, and and see what I can do with it. Um, I think George, the the club photographer, is back, so that takes a bit of pressure off my shoulders to do a double shift. I don't mind doing the double shift, to be fair, but it means I can concentrate on the video a bit more. Um, oh, I did. I tell you what, uh, I was so so close to pulling the trigger and buying a Panasonic GH5. Tell you what, so, I was what, so what, close. What, what stopped you? <laughs> um, money. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, no. I was like, uh, not like. Do you know what? I think it could be a good topic if, because um, we've got, some, we've, we've talked about having guests on, so we're just trying to figure that out at the minute. So if we don't have a guest uh, for next week, then a good topic would be is the a kick up the backside kind of thing, um, because I, I had I've had that moment recently, where I've had to have a kick up the backside. Um, where a client I did work for um was we pretty much shook hands. It wasn't a contract. I don't when it comes to if it's if it's related to 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 where I've worked in the past. I don't tend to have contracts because it's kind of just like a right. It's a great gentle handshake. Um, you've got my word. Whereas if it's an outside thing, I kind of work with contracts. Yeah. Um. And. Yeah, and then just it just went dry, and I heard nothing back. And the next thing, all these videos started popping popping onto his feed, and they were really good, really good videos. But they weren't as good videos; they were crisp four K videos that had been heavily graded to like the look, the biz. And I looked at my work, and I thought, "Fuck me, I'm way off a tier." And I put a tweet on it. I'd put a tweet out about it, saying like, "I, I um, I'm not like my, I'm, I'm happy with where I am with what I produce." But like I am way behind in terms of of kit, uh, and uh, that was me kick up the backside where I need to get a four K camera to start making much crisper videos because at the minute I've got a camera that's ten eighty p, which is fine. It looks fine, um, but it doesn't punch out uh, a format where I can color grade it. So there's no there's no like D log or C log or anything like that. It's it's literally just a bog standard video which I have to like edit. I used to grade them back in the like when I first started, but it was quite hard. And it looked quite shit. Yeah. Um, but I can probably talk about a bit, bit about this more for next week if we if we don't have a guest, which I know we're working on, which is quite exciting. Um, we can use that as yeah, as sure. next week. No, I mean that's um, the kind of way to finish it. Really, I mean just you know, see, I know you've got that coming up the weekend with the Morbeth thing is anything else you've got planned going into next oh, week or is that going to be pretty much your full focus the storm and uh, yeah well that, I think that's going to be it for me really is it's, it's try and get storm pictures and in Morbeth um, what about you what's the crack I mean you've said you've, you've got Stoke no you're you at Stoke do you see we're going to do a Stoke game or are you, you're free I'm not me no I've got nothing uh, planned for ball wise this weekend <coughs> Morbeth <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll, be, I'll be getting dragged out from um, the missus, no doubt, this weekend. She'll want something planned because we didn't do anything um, last weekend. So I'm kind of knowing that I'll, I'll be busy this weekend doing something else. Shambles. So 
know. It's you got to keep things up, yeah, I suppose. You gotta, yeah, you've got um, to keep things fair. The only thing I've got, like, potentially coming, I know we've got, obviously, so I've got the two away games for someone's obviously coming up, so I'm not doing those. I mean, I think, looking back earlier in the month, I had a thought about putting myself down for Stoke to go down there away, maybe I could have done so, but again, to, to kind of drive down and, you know, I just thought, like, it's kind of, it's nice to have that bit of a gap between during the month, because, um, I got an email a day saying that they've applied for the accreditation for the Newcastle and Dortmund game next Wednesday. So it's been applied. I'm just waiting for it to be approved, or if it does get approved, because um, they might have too many spaces and they might not get it. So I'm kind of, it's kind of, that's kind of pending now for next Wednesday. Nice. <laughs> so I'm like, I might be back through there and have to go through all that fucking rigmarole again. So right. um, that's plan obviously if, if they do get the green light for the Norwich game on the Saturday next week then fair enough but I have a feeling it might not be but I won't know until um, the night before I know Sunderland are playing oh, I'm sure they're playing um, the reserve team next Friday up Everton I think they're playing Spurs I think they're playing Tottenham uh, up Everton on the Friday night so if it, if it all works well it'll be you know the Mags on the Wednesday in the Champions League but then it's there, but on the Friday, and then potentially Norwich on the Saturday. So a bit of a busy week next week. Um, but apart from that, mate, this weekend just a lazy weekend, just to make most of the free time and hopefully avoid the storm. Um, one final thing from me, really, I, I should have mentioned it earlier. It was kind of like it was just after the um, the Borough game. After how bad the result was, the day after, I hadn't been out for ages just like you know like a park walk and stuff right. i decided to go down it was on the sunday morning i got up really early not so much for sunrise but i just got, I thought i'm going to go down the park and take the big lens out and just see if there's any wildlife kicking about or just have a bit just, just casual walk around just to get, get some fresh air and just disconnect a bit yeah. and um so i went down barnes park and there's usually like loads of squirrels and that kicking about i just thought oh like you know why not the missus she was on holiday at the time with our family and that, so I thought like I'll I'll just have a I'll plenty of time for this just for a walk around and then um, just as I was like getting photos of like squirrels and rabbits and God knows what, um, this guy came along. He was walking his dog, um, oldish guy, and he just like you know, you, you know you sell me you kind of go anywhere. Someone's bound to say like oh photographer. They always like strike a conversation. Um, he came over with his dog and he just went, oh, so what gear are you using? And actually, he just said, oh, I'm using this, this, that, and the other. Um, and he was like, oh, I've just got rid of um, quite a lot of my gear. Um, I, he was telling us what he had and some of the stuff he had was like class. But he was like, I sold it for like a fraction of the price. You know, you stand there going like, Fuck. where was the ad? Why? <laughs> well, I, <didn't> <laughs> I think he had something like, he had three cam Canon camera bodies high. I can't remember which ones there were. Was it like a 5D? Mark, it could be Mark Three, Mark Four, something like that. We had three. He had three of those, three bodies of those, and loads of the lenses and God not. And he sold like what have been would have been thousands. He only sold for like because he wanted just wanted rid for a fraction of the price, man. I'm standing there like kind of like dying inside, going, where was this advertisement? <laughs> I could have right. sold a kidney and got all this gear. Like, oh, I just sold it off, but um, I've got like camera bags i've got other bits lying there i just want real because we're going to take it down the charity shop would you be interested 
I was like, fucking right, what up? <laughs> so, like, yeah, fucking too right. So he, he gave us his address, and then, look, um, you know, to understand the roof where I am, he gave us, um, like, it wasn't like a trolley bag, it's the one I use, but it's more like a, like a side-like bag, you hold your shoulder, but it's enough to store quite a few lenses in. He gave us a smaller, low-pro type of, like, scaled-down type of bag. And he gave us, like, a man Frodo, like, monopod, like a high-end one. He just went, oh, I'll just take that. And I'm like, fucking what? <laughs> so I never get, like, like, a kind of high-end monopod out of it. So I thought, oh, I'll obviously come in handy for the, the, the football. Because I, I was using one, I was in Barnes Park, just standing there, just going to take a tripod, just use, like, the bottom, bottom of the three in the mill. So I ended up getting, like, a, a monopod and two camera bags out. So I thought, oh, fucking great. It was just, like... I know, obviously, not knowing that was going to happen, I just went there to take photographs of fucking wildlife, you know what I mean? And not knowing that could have, like, just randomly fucking happened. One of those, like, you know, right place, right time. Like, had I just decided to fuck it off and think, no, I'm not getting up the day, I'm staying in bed, you know, I'll have a lazy day off. Like, that happened. You know, it was just, like, you know, just weird. Uh, like, getting something, um, kind of, he was, a, he was a lovely bloke, like, it was just... I say it was just it was a shame he wasn't like there was all the lenses in the back. <laughs> you can't have it all. But um, I was kind of interested to come with this. I'm gonna give that a bash and uh, possibly use that for the next game, hopefully. All right, well there you go. That's just one of those magical little things that you get to do in your spare time. Really, isn't it? I like, just just do what you want. Just just it's mental how photography can bring people together at the same time. It is, mate, because uh, as you say, there's been many a conversation people have walked by and just have a bit of interest. They think, oh, like photographer, and I say, I'll do the same. And I'll say, after, after you say, what, what have you used and what lens set up, what you got? And I'm going to spend ages talking to anyone about it. But it's just a case of, like you say, you know, I could have been on this side of the park and he could have just walked on by and not said a word. It's just like he came over and just started a conversation. And just something, like, you know, great came out of it. Um, that's, that's the beauty of it, is you just never know who you may bum into, or someone could, you know, strike up a conversation. It could be of someone of importance or something. You, you just never know. And it's all, I was going to those kind of conversations, just like, you know, full of enthusiasm, because you just never know where it could lead to, rather than being, you know, there's some days where you you think, oh, I just want to be, like, left alone. And yeah. I can't go anywhere without being disturbed. You know, I, I know what you mean. I always, I always go into a thing, even if I sometimes maybe fail that, I always go into just thinking like, oh, like you know, you just never know what could come of them. Like, like say, expect everything to be like all rosy, but it's always good to, you know, a bit of crack and then it could be, you know, something great could um, come from that. Aye. I think we're we'll, we'll wrapping up there then. Um, good hour long, hour, hour 10 we've been talking there, like, so... Um, yeah, go on. I'll let over to you, Ross, to wrap up the pod for episode 13. I think it is. Yeah, lucky 13. That's us uh, done. So we've got plans in prep to potentially start getting a number of guests on over the next so many weeks. Our first one should be a corker, so stay tuned for that. Obviously, we'll let you know once that's um, really cool. It is kind of big, I'm not going to lie. Like this for, for, a fir- for, for a first guest... Um, We've done well here, like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can say if it comes off, it could be like five or six hours. I could. <laughs> but um, it's one of those where, like, I think if you've, you know, 
for what like similar to what we are doing but it's kind of like that next level where you think like it's it's got such a good like backstory to it and uh, i think it'll be one for you's worth uh tuning in for because i think at this point a lot of people might be sick of us talking to shame and they need another voice on so <laughs> um, i think that'll be something to uh look forward to but if not if if that's um if it's still in the pipeline next week you should hear from the tales of possibly how the storm went, if I haven't got my head kicked in through Newcastle potentially, <laughs> and a lot of stuff in between. So with that being said, it's uh, over and out for me and also over to you, Michael. Goodbye. No, I didn't know I was ready for that, like to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I teed you up there. You <laughs> no, thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget to subscribe and give the, the podcast a rate because it does help us out. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>